0: and we live uh joe thanks man for coming back i usually scare everybody off uh, (laughs) but somehow you know you seem to not have anything to do today so
1: yeah you can't get rid of me that easy
0: (laughs) yes thank you man yeah um you know so i was thinking about our conversation uh that we kind of were uh getting into um yesterday and it was about the uh we kind of got onto a point of the right doesn't understand the difference between the left and liberals. Yes. Right. And, uh, in over the summer, I, I read a book called do it by Jerry Rubin. You familiar? Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Okay. Awesome. It's, uh, it's like, a. It's like a it's a piece of Vietnam era counterculture communist yeah. American American communism um right like just kind of like It is the, like a
1: some kind the of the American communist dream,
0: dream. the American yeah. commune, the American commune, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh Jerry Rubin was a loud mouth ass fucking white boy hippie. Yeah. He started the yippies. With the with uh um Eldridge Cleaver does a you know of the Black Panthers does a forward and everything, whatever. So he's down with like Abby Martin and everything, or uh, not Abby Martin, Abby Hoffman. Oh, okay. Uh, and you know what's funny is I, I was I was reading that book this summer and yeah. then I over quarantine, I told myself I was watching way too much TV and I'm going to start reading more. And I had all these books that I've been carrying around for all these years. I haven't read most of them. And then there's a liquor store down the street from where I moved and he was selling all this shit and I got that do it book. Right. So I, I, uh, I bought it for like a buck Yeah. and it was really cool. Great condition. And then my As I told myself I was watching too much television, I didn't like put it out publicly or tell anybody. I was just like, I'm just going to start reading more. My friend, who I haven't talked to in eight years, sends me a box full of books catered to what she thought I would like. Oh, cool. Including another copy of Do It (laughs) and Jerry's other book, we are everywhere, and Abby Hoffman's writings, and uh, a, a book of Jim Morrison's writings, and uh, Aldous Huxley, Doors of Perception, all sorts of shit, man. It's great, all dude. Blew my fucking mind, and I was totally. I'm, I'm, am I'm, I'm a big believer in the synchronicity of life. You know, if you just like are mindful and stay the course of like follow your heart, and the universe will send you little signals of like, hey, man you're on the right track. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You know? So when I tell myself I'm supposed to be reading more and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, and then, and then Becca sends me a book that matches the book that I just bought for a dollar off of this. Like what the fuck? Like that's totally, you know, so I'm, One night, sitting in my apartment on acid, like, I'm gonna make a fucking movie. I'm gonna do the Jerry Rubin movie, dude, because he doesn't get any credit uh, for what he did, uh, for the work that him and Abby Hoffman did, man. And they killed his fucking ass, dude. He got hit in Brooklyn. He got hit by a car and he died two weeks later. The CIA snuck into that hospital and fucking snuffed his ass out, bro. You know, like, I was hyped on this. And then Netflix puts out
1: the Chicago.
0: Seven.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. And it. I was like, Just
0: "Motherfucker, it's
1: fuck!" It's uh that's an Aaron Sorkin movie, is not it? Yes. Yeah, yes. I understand it's not very good. i
0: <laughs> Yes, so, yes, uh, that, yes. That gives me so stop. much hope. Yeah. Yes, fuck yeah. So because <laughs> it's my it's my idea that Jerry Rubin don't get no respect. Yeah. In today's day and age, because he. I see a lot of myself in Jerry Rubin. Um, Just like he opens that book with. He's hey man. I'm an American. You know, like, what do you want? I like to play baseball. I like fucking smoking cigarettes. And I like banging my girlfriend in the backseat of my 57 Chevy. Like, what the fuck do you want? Right? Like, this is what this is where I was born. I don't know what you want from me, but I see what's going on and I see what could be going on right so then Jerry goes into this book of just and and you know it's obviously no you know reading the book and seeing him on uh, uh, Donahue or whatever obviously no one took him seriously yeah because he you know he he's like oh, you have diarrhea, you have diarrhea of the mouth and everything. And like, he's just like, oh, no, 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 there, there, there. Like he's very condescending towards his elders and everything. And that's why he couldn't, you know, get a good, but there are some clips of him having, you know, genuine conversation. But uh, yeah, I see myself a lot in Jerry Rubin. And he said, you know, this is the guy that created the yippies from the hippies. And then all of a sudden created the yuppies. So wait, the guy that created the yippies from the hippies is the yuppies is the yuppie. You, you, you mean to tell me Jerry Rubin, the guy who wrote, do it a communist, communistic American commune bullshit, whatever the fuck propaganda, fucking Vietnam era, every all's good in the hood. Everybody love everybody type book cut his hair, shaved his beard and got a black card. And now you are the leader of the yuppies. How does that happen? Right. And Jerry Rubin was the one that said, and, and, you know, he kind of got a lot of flack for uh in a health drink and everything with uh, some of his boys and everything. And they're like, Hey, and, and you know, this, a guy in the, in the kitchen that I work at, uh, he kind of was like, He's like, oh Jerry Rubin, yeah. He just proved that people will buy anything, and you can't really blame him, can you? And it's and I, I, was like, yeah. And it's like because in in his books, he said he would he would note that he went to these court proceedings for inciting his riots or whatever. But some of the secretaries would go and shake his hand and be like, we love the work that you're doing, but we can't do anything because this is my nine to five, right? So the respect that I think Jerry Rubin doesn't get is where that is that, that seep in, you know, maybe for the inside job, right. Uh, the water cooler Seinfeld type shit, where you're just like passing along the message at the water cooler um, type of idea. And uh, I, 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 I think Jerry Rubin, I don't, I don't, I don't like to think Jerry Rubin sold out. You know, I think that he was making real moves and real friends and spreading the realness inside the fakeness, you know, and, and, and that fakeness being like the banking system and all that, you know, just money and
1: end up on wall street. Yeah. Like he didn't just like, you know, quote unquote, sell out. He like went like straight to the belly of the beast right
0: yes exactly but i think dude he was just that charismatic to finagle his way into the highest echelons of society and then just start yanking on ears you know <laughs> telling a couple jokes here yeah. you know, loosen up a couple collars and he got pushed out man they fucking ran his ass over when he was walking out of his brownstone 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 in brooklyn and then died two weeks later in a hospital bullshit fuck you you killed his fucking ass because you know he was talking to the right motherfuckers
1: yeah it certainly appears that way i mean i don't know much about the specifics i mean yeah I, nobody nobody, I know nobody really does about ruben's life in general but i do know that like i i think his his vision, like you were saying, is like he would get like on the inside and sort of start to make incremental changes that way by like building class consciousness within sort of like the Wall Street banking system. And I like that. That's an interesting idea. I I don't know how effective it was or how effective it could be because I feel like the people who are already there in that system making it go you know, they have a certain set of political and economic interests. And that's not something that you can really, you, you can't really budget very easily. You know, that's pretty deeply ingrained. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, you, know, you, you ever fuck with,
0: you ever fuck with psychedelics?
1: <laughs> uh, no, not really.
0: Okay. Um, Jerry did. Yeah <laughs> okay. Right. And in those spaces, under the influence of those uh uh compounds, you know you people are subject to reason.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a whole even, other part. And
0: of the even equation. if I'm the only one on acid <laughs> in the room, you guys are going to hear me differently. Yeah. Although like, it helps if you're not. Especially, especially if, if Jerry like microdosing, dude, yeah. it really, it helps, uh, lubricate the conversation. And in a way of like, you know, alcohol can lubricate things of helping people just say it and just yeah. like, and just get it out and deal with the consequences later. But sure. like, psychedelics has a way of lubricating the conversation of having foresight and looking miles ahead in the conversation that you're in and also the subject that you're talking about. And it's, it's a way of, I feel like uh, personally when I'm talking to people uh, on psychedelics, I use, I mean, your eye, they say your eyes are the windows of the soul and your, your eyes. I mean, you're it's you you don't speak with just your words and your voice on psychedelics you really like you use your mannerisms and your hands and everything to really convey your point and i think somebody like jerry in a situation like wall street would have got guys thinking
1: yeah maybe that's pretty interesting like i never really thought about the use of psychedelics to like revolutionary ends like that's pretty interesting to me like i it's just such a wild card is the thing. Like it's hard to predict like what the outcome is going to be. It's but not,
0: like- it's not, I can tell you that I, I through personal experience, you, 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 uh, I have gained a personal relationship with each of these compounds. Hmm. Um, and they are, I'll be the first to tell you that they are tools. They are tools, not toys. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and true and obviously each compound has its own effect and use and uh with 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 continued use and practice and a regiment um you there's you don't the unpredictability is only in fear okay right it's 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 an unknowing of that space it's it's like uh the unpredictability is akin to like if you have never been to a theme park and you know it's like insanity and there's a multitude of memories that could be made inside this space but you're going to go in and then you're going to go out there's the that's why there's the gate you know what i'm saying yeah. and the and and once you're in then there's no going back because psychedelics, you know, they, they meld the truth um, and there's no going back from the truth. And so when you come back and then you go back in for the second time, it's familiar. Yeah. Right. And it's personal and it's, um, and, and, and with, and I think that, and that's, this is definitely a little into the weeds, but, uh i try to you know relate everything i talk to uh, or talk about with psychedelics and art and uh you know it's just jerry rubin style i guess yeah <laughs> so um but it 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 uh with continued practice a regiment and a a uh a a a, a relationship uh i re- I, re- I really i really I mean, even something as faceless as the stock market. Psychedelics will revolutionize. Hmm. I mean, they already have. People are on tripping balls on (laughs) Wall Street every day, and those are the richest motherfuckers.
1: I promise you. Yeah, you don't. (laughs) You don't tend to think of like like Wall Street like brokers doing psychedelics. It's usually like cocaine. You you think, but
0: yeah yeah well you know what maybe uh yeah maybe
1: um or like designer drugs
0: yeah i guess i kind of forgot about cocaine i don't really like cocaine um it's yeah i guess in the 80s not the same yeah yeah definitely it uh i mean i've definitely had my experience with coke but yeah in wall street i i couldn't (laughs) imagine actually i can imagine being on both but acid you can just what i what i I guess what i was getting to with the point of all that is i i I just i really do think that uh jerry rubin was nudging the right shoulders under that influence and you know that 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 high that lsd high the psilocybin high dude that shit is wet as fuck like you talk to somebody on that and you getting wet son Like you, it is, it is contagious. It's like sneezing in somebody's face. Like even the day after you eat mushrooms, you're glowing, you know, you have an afterglow. It's like, damn, what'd you get laid? It's like, nah, man, I ate some motherfucking mushrooms. (laughs) Like, you know, like, it's like, wow. You know? And, and that's, uh, I, I, I
1: I don't know where to, I'll, (laughs) yeah. Talking about, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, I'm not here to like, endorse microdosing your boss's coffee but if you want to like try and have some kind of psychedelic experience with your boss and or co-workers and like come to to better working conditions that way i'm all for that you know if it means you don't have to go on like a strike or, or a work stoppage or something you know that's just another another way to to get things done you know another useful practice yeah so let perfect.
0: me ask you something like this and and i think that can kind of lead us into uh my our you know, kind of the focus of of tonight is yeah what as somebody who you've never tripped no awesome that's no,
1: pretty that's, strange that's that's beautiful um not not like I'm not like against the idea, or you like don't the, I, yeah, stuff, he, I, he, you know, straight edge is an identification nowadays. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're not edge life.
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> I, I feel you. Um, but uh,
1: yeah, it's something I've thought about. You know, it's like yeah, sure. Especially back in college, it's like, hey, should we try this? And then it's like, mm, yeah, maybe not. You know, just me and some roommates or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, do you know, do you remember what it was? Was it mushrooms or acid?
1: Uh, I think it was
0: acid. And what do you think it was that was telling you not to?
1: I don't know. I think for me personally, it was just like, I don't know what I'm going to experience. You know, you didn't have yeah, anybody else in your life who was tripping balls. Right. Well, I like get, you know, at the time we were all, uh, totally inexperienced and we, you know, we were, sort of joking around, but like one guy I knew was like, Hey, I have this hookup, you know, if we ever want to try this together, like as, as a team. And uh, I just don't think we ever had the gumption collectively yeah. to do it. Do like, that- Think about it now. And it's like, I think I'd be more open to it now, you know? Absolutely.
0: And, and in hindsight and, or retrospect, I don't know the difference, but that, is the point of psychedelics is to be able to attain that mindfulness to be able to find yourself in that situation and navigate that way where the the mindful the the thought process of being introduced to a new situation or drug being like huh maybe not and then you go on your way that's what psychedelics do for people, mm-hmm. give them that conversation with themselves, with the, uh, to to better navigate, you know, the outside 3D world, and yeah. and 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 for you to have to just kind of be like, you know what, I'm good, I'm good with I'm good with me. I like Joe. I'm good. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we, we that's dude. That is it. You didn't have to. You, right. you should not have taken that. It's very good that you did not. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. at, at this point in your life where you're like, you know what? I want to write an album. I want to, I, I got a 40 hour, I got a 40 hour, Uh, 40 hour a week job. I, I got my own place. I'm good. I, I like, I could see my future. Everything is, I'm good. Like, what do I do? Like, what's next? Right? Like, do I want to take a vacation? Do I want to do this? Do we got 12 hours, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. Yeah. And, and you just, you know, and, and that's when it's when you finally know yourself, it's, is when you're finally ready to take psychedelics. And personally, I, I knew who I was, but I was in a lot of denial when I started taking psychedelics and it helped me cope and, uh, reaffirm a lot yeah. of uh, the thoughts and actions that I've made throughout my life. And it helped me, you know, tie things together and uh, maybe think about things differently before going into it. IRL. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I wouldn't change anything for anything. Yeah. I, I bring a bit on stage about, uh, you know, uh, mushrooms is the destination and LSD is the highway. and, Marijuana is the speed limit and ketamine is the car that takes you there or whatever. So it's uh, it's, it all has its, they all have their own, their jobs, you know, but, but what I was, what I I had meant to ask you was as somebody who has never tripped, what would you think (laughs) if uh, June 30th every year, every four years, Everybody eats a gram of mushrooms. <laughs> <I> like mean, <laughs> and this, and and I'll say this: I'm a, <laughs> Just yeah, okay, oh yeah. God. Just, just okay, yeah. Anybody listening, just know that this is a guy who is way smarter than me. Doesn't know what being on mushrooms feels like, but is open to that idea because he sees what it can do for other people. And that is the biggest point of at least this podcast is just staying open to ideas. Yeah. Like just just follow that thought. If you think that something sounds good, ask why.
1: Yeah, I mean like psychedelics, I you know, I, I don't have like a stick up my ass about like drugs or anything. It's just like it just never appealed to me really. You know, I I honestly think psychedelics should probably just be legalized because like I I'm sure there's like some like neurological evidence out there that they can be therapeutic and you know you just need to be responsible with how you use them you know be smart and just use them with people who are experienced who you trust yeah that kind of thing um now
0: uh, while we're on the topic of the compounds of or- yeah. While we're on on the compounds, While
1: we're on
0: the compound. <laughs> now that we're talking about the compounds, yeah. uh, you are affiliated with the scientific field.
1: No, yes, I am currently pursuing a master's degree in cell and molecular biology at Eastern Michigan University. Wow. I work as a lab technician at the University of Michigan in a molecular biology lab. And I've worked in this particular uh, lab just for like these last few months, but I've been at U of M working in some capacity in research uh, since uh, I think it's July of 2015. So a little over five years. So, uh, what is different from biology and molecular
0: biology? They uh, they give That's you the true. ideas, you break it down, and then you send it up. Or it's
1: a, you know it's just a subfield. You know, biology is the study of life. Molecular biology is studying life. You know, at the molecular level, just yeah. trying to figure out you know how biomolecules interact to like create and and regulate the processes that we know as life
0: yeah do you do you find that uh uh your you know scientific background kind of helps you understand your political outlook um
1: as above so below it's uh it's interesting because like if you would ask me this like I don't know, five, seven, ten years ago, I would have said, like, definitely yes. They're definitely interrelated. And I'm, you know, like, pro-science in my politics, you know, when it comes to things like climate change or whatever. Like, um, you know, teaching the theory of evolution in schools was a big uh, wedge issue for a number of years that I really tried to follow. Um, Now it's not so relevant because it's like you know I'm I'm still like a pro science kind of guy obviously but it's more like my politics have shifted away from that being like a key issue and it's, it's it's more about just like you know opposing fascism when i see it and you know trying to change hearts and minds to the extent that i can and just like you know trying to do my small part to like build political power on the left side of the spectrum here.
0: Yeah. At a younger age, you kind of start to realize, Hey, I kind of understand what's going on. And then you, your peers, you know, your stupid friends, you're like, you guys don't get it. So you, you, you go off and you're like, this is, this is it. And you get a little, uh, activated about it but then you kind of get to that point uh in life where it's like hey people get it just do your part what can we do right now like what can we like people don't really need to understand everything right now they need to know they need to understand right now right now
1: yeah it's like people need to understand like when you're if you're trying to build like A viable, long-term political project, what matters to people is what it's going to do for them. And just saying, like, I believe in science. I listen to the scientists. I mean, that's all well and good, but, like, at the end of the day, it's not really affecting anyone's livelihood. You know what I mean? Like, at the, like, macro level, yeah, we need to, like, listen to what scientists have to say when it comes to, like, climate change or the COVID-19 pandemic. But, like, just like repeating this kind of mantra over and over again doesn't really get people on your side the way a lot of like liberal type people seem to think it does or think it right. should vote blue no matter who vote right. blue no matter who yeah you're just beating people over the head with something they've already heard and yeah. like they either already accept it or they don't care
0: yeah it, it it is it is sad and you you can't really blame people at no, this point no not really you know, it's 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 designed. What we're talking about is designed.
1: Yeah, you just and you just have to meet people where they are. You know, you have to get on their right. level and try to understand yes. their perspective. Absolutely, as we we're to talking about to yesterday, their own interests.
0: You know? no doubt. Yep, know your audience for sure. Yeah. Uh, so getting to that point of of kind of differentiating between uh what we think we know and what we could know and everything. Yeah. Uh, and bringing it back to uh, Jerry Rubin and what he had mentioned in his book, uh, he would mention conservatives and their liberal ideals in the same breath. And it's my understanding that obviously the conservative or the Democrats and Republicans have switched over, you know, they've, you know, like what the Democrats were the ones that used to own slaves or whatever back in the day and uh somewhere along the 70s uh when this book was written that i was reading uh do it by Jerry rubin it was uh uh it seemed that uh, you know the republicans he was referring to as liberal and now and now we in 2020 we have these neoliberals and uh centrists and neoconservatives and yeah. all this bullshit so it's like how many how many uh just for this podcast sake, like what would you divide the Republican party and the democratic party into currently? How many sections do you think they're operating? I mean, like obviously we can go deep with that, but like there's, would you, would it be fair to cut each party in
1: half and, and kind of, you,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like divide
1: the parties like within themselves.
0: Like yeah, like okay. So the Democrats, like, there's these these neoliberals, and then like, what classical liberals now?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of confusing terms that
0: all like. And then all, and then it seems all Republicans think all Democrats are communists. So right. are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? Should we split up the Democrats into thirds now? Like, so there's these communist kids, and yeah. there's you know. But then these man, I was down there in downtown Detroit for two days for those protests.
2: Yeah.
0: And I saw a lot of kids with hammers and sickles on their clothing and they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> right. Like yeah. pretty hilarious yeah. to listen and to, you know, just all you, you know, I, I had mentioned how I was like, you know, you know, it wasn't one of us that, killed that kid on Friday night, the first night of those protests downtown, that was a fucking undercover cop or a, some bootlicking son of a bitch that killed that 19 year old kid. Like, you think that was some person shooting another person? Like, yo, people are not fighting each other right now. It's people versus police. You know, it's like the government versus the people. Right. Nobody killed a kid. Like, it wasn't like gang related, nothing. That right. was a fucking, they wanted us to, they wanted a reaction out of that. You know, and and yep. it, what was it was an off-duty cop that went in with his hood up and pop, 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 really quick into a car, and you know that's exa- that's what the fuck happened. Don't tell me, you know, and so I'm out here telling this on the street Saturday night, the day after, and these kids. I mean, he's got his he's got his mask up, camouflage, all black, got a fucking boots and a beret or whatever. Dude, could have been Stalin's son, right? Literally, as soon as I said about how I didn't think that, you know, how I said it was a cop that killed that fucking kid, eyes like headlights, bro. Like, oh, I didn't think about that. It's like,
1: bitch, you don't even know what you're doing out here, do you? Yeah, I mean, like, for some people, they just want to be out in it. Which I, that was me too. Like uh, an aesthetic first yeah
0: i wanted to be out there just to get on the ground and view it with my fucking eyes i stayed back you know like i didn't i didn't bring a sign i didn't shout anything you know like i just wanted to be down there to be able to you know converse about it later on and just kind of see how because when it pops off again i'm gonna go down there and compare notes you know what i'm saying (laughs) right yeah and what's hilarious yeah, really- is because when, when we were, I'm sorry, when we were in those, when those protests were going down, I was like, damn, these kids really don't know what's going on. These kids really don't have shit compared to the Vietnam protests. And then I read that book mm-hmm. and Jerry Rubin would talk about how it was just these kids right and nobody knew what they were doing. And yeah. they were... Scared. and they were huddling together shivering cold like just like doing whatever they had to do to you know handing out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and and sips of water around and everything and it's like oh grassroots really don't get any taller
1: you know
2: right
1: yeah it's about uh just like there's always you know protest demonstrations they arise out of like a sense of like Urgency. Like something needs to be done now. And we can like develop some kind of theoretical framework for it later, because that's not what's important right now. Right now, what matters is like getting people the help they need, you know, getting fucking violent cops off the goddamn streets shooting everybody all the time. Uh that kind of thing. Um you know, it's it's just like one thing that like conservatives I find uh, have trouble understanding is like, Oh, why did, why do people go out and protest and like make a, you know, big ruckus about these issues when they could just stay in and like, you know, just, you know, vote or whatever, or just like, shut your the congress- fuck up. <laughs> your congressperson- yeah, I mean, they want, they want you to shut the fuck up. Just shut day. the fuck up. But, like the thing that, that, they can never answer is like all right so you, say you're in the same situation like how bad would conditions have to be for you to get out on the street and do the same thing and it's like no one no one likes to think about that because you know you know white suburbanite conservatives are very comfortable and they can't conceive of themselves being on like the receiving end of state violence in a way that that just destroys their lives and makes them say, "Hey, I have no other alternative. I have to just respond." Yeah, what do you think that would be for conservatives? Because I honestly we've, lived, don't
2: know.
0: we've they've lived through a Republican president,
2: yeah,
0: 9 nine eleven. They've lived through a Democratic president running that war up and an economic crash
1: and uh no, i'll, I'll tell whatever, you, you know like we know we already know what it is for conservatives it's when taxes are going to be raised or uh the governor wants to like have some sort of quarantine measures in place to prevent uh, a virus yeah. from spreading. Yeah. you know it's it's personal inconvenience basically and isn't that so funny because it's it's
0: that wish washy crap that yeah. rules this the, the conversation of this country yeah. of of you know before gay marriage was legalized all you heard was <laughs> you know soon yeah. enough these fucking fairies are just gonna be oiling each other up down the street and everything you know like it's yeah, just good. you know right exactly and 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 uh so when was gay marriage
1: legalized? Two thousand twelve 15 I think wasn't it? 15? Was it like 14
0: or 15? I kind of always thought I would remember that, but I have no fucking
1: clue. Yeah, I just remember it's in June.
0: I think it was Is 2015. It, was it June? Okay, or, yeah, 15. Okay, who cares. <laughs> um so they they uh before that. Yeah. It was always this like fairy tale imaginary reasoning one right. One more round in the clip or whatever uh, for Republicans to just hold on to their, their values. And this is why I vote the way I vote, right? To hold on to this. So that way it doesn't all fall down the fucking cliff. And look, they legalize gay marriage and look, okay. Conservatives are ruled by their way of their money and their God. Okay. And they're pretty interchangeable, right? <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Never
0: and, are. and so you're going to tell me that you are going to march in the street over money, but not their going, uh, your country going against your God's law.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because, right? Gay marriage right. is against your virtues and your values
1: and your beliefs yeah.
0: so if anything you sh- you really should be marching in the street against gay marriage
1: yeah if you're consistent about it yeah
0: right so it's like and, and it's it, that's that's the funniest fucking thing to me because it's like you 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 got to pick you can't have your cake and eat it too
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think there were some, you know, demonstrations around the time that the Supreme court ruling came down and probably before that, like, you know, but like if that's even
0: just a touch on that idea is that these, these people, it because they will dude, they were going to kidnap Whitmer over over a mask. I mean, even raise taxes. Right. (laughs) they we took away football they took away yeah. football son. the real religion
1: yeah i mean
0: it's crazy and but these liberals for a lot yo, of people yo you're going to kill my fucking neighbor dude because he was selling cigarettes outside we out this bitch we are going to yeah. burn your motherfucking shit down son cuz that's what we about but you're going to you know, it it's it, it's it's uh i'm sorry to distract from your point but that's okay it's it's it, it it, uh, yeah, the, the different sex of these, uh, of the, of the two parties is, what do you think after this election, we're going to have another party or what you think that's a real, you know, I,
1: I see people like making attempts at building third parties or trying to uplift existing third parties. And Dude, like,
0: you, you got to invite me to some Facebook groups, man. Cause my shit is whack. <laughs>
1: i just I got that for you. Yeah.
0: oh please dude please i got bottom of the barrel like i have like really insightful hippies and then bottom of the barrel shit i have like <laughs> nothing like i like like the the most intelligence i get through my feeds are through music pages because yeah. those are some like like music production and like pay, patrician music chart posting or something is like dude yeah. there's some smart people on that page but uh i just feel yeah, intelligent reading it. those comments but yeah dude you gotta you give me, me out there yeah
1: get me in let me you in. know I, I see a lot of people like supporting the green party you know saying even like hey, vote <laughs> for the greens in this election or whatever but like um the trouble with third parties is like at the level of like national politics especially for like the presidential election and for like the Senate, you know, the third parties are kind of just for cranks right now, anyway. You know, I I hope to see, you know, a better like like sort of parliamentary system like you see that's more typical in Europe. But the the Democrats and Republicans have such a stranglehold that it just seems unlikely to happen in the near future. I think it can happen, but it just it seems unlikely right now. What? Parliament, Britain isn't the only thing with Parliament, right? That's a European no, Congress. It's, it's, parliament is European Congress. It, well, I mean, there it's different everywhere. Yeah, you know, every every place is a little oh, different. Like, it's got just, it, got it. Every yeah. country basically has some kind of legislature, and usually, no single party has like a majority. It's usually like a plurality, and then there's like multiple sort of similar parties that form like a like a coalition right
0: i I was gonna that yeah that had led me to i was gonna ask uh do you think a country is 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 stronger with less parties with less like that's that's the idea behind the two-party system is there's it's like dude just get it done this is america we got shit to do a or b move it
1: Well, I I think, like, the record speaks for itself there because, like, clearly we have two parties and, like, shit does not get done. So I'm highly skeptical of the idea that, like, having few political parties is better for anything. I think it's better to have more options. Yeah. More viable options. Obviously. It would be great if, like, the Greens could get 5% of the vote, but it would be even better if we had, like, you know, you know, half a dozen, like, liberal left-leaning parties and maybe maybe zero conservative parties, but that's wishful thinking on my part. Yeah, I mean, if, if America is supposed to be so
0: progressive and yeah. translucent or transparent and everything, like, doesn't the idea of a fucking, even the word conservative kind of go against the
1: whole point of America? Well, so that kind of gets back to, like, the initial question here of like how do you how do you divide up the different groups in the two parties and it's like that's a hard question to answer because like you can you can do it and like smarter more qualified people than me have like done studies where they're they like you know they go through like surveys of people where they just group them in clusters based on their political positions on different social or economic issues and you know the results are pretty interesting and it sort of forms a spectrum and you start to see like oh well these people would probably be in like a social democrat party and these people would probably be in like a some kind of like revolutionary socialist party or like a center right like conservative party like the tories or whatever that kind of thing. Um, But for me, it helps to just think about, like, ideologies, like political ideologies in terms of hierarchy. Like, who wants society society to be more or less, you know, stratified, right? So, like, the further to the right you go, basically, the more, like, unevenly distributed you want political power and wealth and resources to be. And the farther to the left you go, you sort of want things to be more equally, like evenly distributed. So for me, that's, that's just kind of like a starting framework that I always think about when it comes to like characterizing ideologies and like thinking about particular like single issues. Like, hey, is this gonna like redistribute power in a way that's more horizontal? or in a way that's more like, you know, distributed more top, top to bottom sort of, did any of that Uh, make sense? No,
0: absolutely. Uh, And I hope I, at least it did for me. I don't, I can't speak for anybody listening, but uh, (laughs) uh, I hope that, I hope, I hope my next question can uh, keep it moving on. What you, what you were saying is what you, uh, (laughs) it brings me to your profile picture, uh, which I was thumbing through your, Facebook, yeah. uh, in our past conversation, and your coffee mug says "Hippity Hoppity Abolish Private Property." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little froggy's he's, he's little froggy Karl Marx there. Yeah, it was actually a, a gift from a buddy of mine. But uh, I, I mean,
0: it. I love my laptop. I love yeah. my truck. I love my mm-hmm. television and my drum set mm-hmm. and my guitar. Yeah. I, I also have no problem giving people rides and yeah. playing music with other people and letting my friends play my drum set. So what no. do you mean by abolish private property? Like I can't have my own stuff now. Like
1: I have to, I just can use things. Like what does that even mean? Right. So that's um, a common misconception. And the, the key thing here is that Marxists will distinguish between private property, and personal property. Your personal property is just all your shit. So my coffee mug, your guitar, your truck, personal property. If you're a Marxist type of socialist, you don't care about that. If you're like, like a really far out there kind of hippie, like utopian commune kind of person, then you might think like, Hey, we should just all pool our stuff and just share everything. And, like, that's interesting. That's one way to do it. But, like, Okay, Burning Man. Yeah. If you're a Marxist, personal property isn't really on the chopping block. Private property is. And it's different because private property is just what they call the means of production, right? So, like, your farm, your factory, you know, anything that you use to generate capital that you own. Yeah. You just like, used to get rich, you know, employing other people. That's what Marxist socialists would like to see redistributed to be, like, owned collectively by everybody.
0: Yeah, see, dude, you just built, like, this fucking...
1: Castle
0: of a fucking image of a system in my mind, like it's yeah. just this fucking heaping like gears like very uh what's that uh, like steampunk just <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean like factories, a- like I think that's what people think of when they think of Marxism and communism it's like seize yeah. the means of production right. and now, mm-hmm. like we're all living in a pink Floyd music video, and like get back, let it like you know like it's all just like oh can I have some more sir like it's all just like getting by but at the end of the day I don't give a shit about my stuff right because isn't Marxism like almost like woker than it gives itself credit for because it really is even though it's centered around stuff it's making it so much about the stuff that the stuff doesn't fucking matter anymore so like I wouldn't you say know that- and it's like because dude it's about looking within mm-hmm. and dying happy and loving other people and just like surviving and like yeah popping out of a pussy <laughs> staying warm comfortable fed and happy
2: yeah
0: and unabrazed and broken and yeah. and dying and right. And so the earth, you know, and it's like, the that's the goal. Yeah. It's it. That is the goal of life, no matter capitalism, religion, whatever the fuck country you live in planet you live on.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. right. It, it, dude, that is the goal. So, right. and Marxism just is, it seems like to just, it's just like the, what, what would you, the like, give it, give Marxism a catchphrase or something. Like the what system. It's the blank system. Like the, know, the all in all system. Like the four on the floor system. Like
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah you can call it the four on the floor system. <laughs> no doubt. I don't know. That's See that's the thing is like you know lefties always have trouble coming because up with. Here's the thing. Dude things. the last political conversation I had
0: with before this Yeah. on this podcast with with was with Mike and we just were talking about. I didn't even know Russia was an ally in World War II, and he was explaining Russian history and the difference between USSR and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, And I'll probably post that too. But, but it seems like every time I talk about like how I feel personally and spiritually, Ooh. and yeah. then what we can do to change the system that we live in now, it just goes right. In, like any deviation from the me, the norm today yeah is marxism is is communism right It, it just seems like or at least that's how people the argument like the conversation doesn't have to go there but that seems to be where the argument always goes like you try and tell a capitalist about you know uh maybe all the employees should vote about something in whatever and they're like oh okay well you know so (laughs) right seize the means of production huh (laughs)
1: right well you know if you you have power because you know you're an employer or or whatever you're some rich capitalist the last thing you want is to see your power taken and like redistributed among the people under you right that's like you're your goal as a capitalist is to accumulate wealth and power for yourself. And like Marxism being like, like the age old enemy of capitalism since it's existed says, Hey, let's, let's try something new. Let's try something that's a little more democratic and fair. So yeah, obviously there's always going to be a clash there. Like it's just Marxism basically exists to to critique capitalism and offer an alternative.
0: So what do you, it almost seems like one was made in contempt of the other. Yes. Yeah. Or the one cannot exist without the other. It's yeah. not even like Marxism is a thing.
1: Right. Yeah. So like Marx and Engels were writing in like, you know, the mid to late 19th century. And they were basically just like making uh stray but like systematic observations about how they see capitalism functioning, so like that's their whole thing like the they don't especially Marx doesn't talk a lot about like communism itself, like most of the stuff he writes is about capitalism and like what he thinks is going to happen like it's know, not like, even yeah, trajectory. it's not even like this is marxism right yeah they, <laughs> yeah they do not spend a lot of time laying out hey here's how to do wow. a communism because yeah. that wasn't really their goal they thought it was going to be a natural development that would just happen under the right condition <clears throat> is that why you
0: don't see a lot of organization now with these marxist ideas Is because
1: he's fucking dead uh i don't think it's because he's dead i think it's because the, the material conditions aren't necessarily right for that kind of organization to spring up well i see when when i say to change that though
0: yeah when i say he's dead because you say like he didn't really lay groundwork he just poked holes in what was there so how can how can they how can these marxists really like where do you take it because like if this the beauty in marxism is that it was this one guy that had this vision and it was like okay let's hear some more but he fucking died you well, know. so it's like now if you take the everybody has their own idea of how to fill in the gaps
1: yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so like that's the thing for better or worse like the idea is that it's an ongoing process of sort of experimentation and, like, we are left to pick up the reins from where you left off, right? And, you know, there have been other theorists who have built on Marx's work. You know, you think of, like, Angela Davis, you know, she's a famous black Marxist, you know, feminist. Uh, like, Mark Fisher, who is, you know, just a, a contemporary to us, you know, living, like, Marxist, like, anti-capitalist critic. Yeah. Who wrote a lot of interesting stuff. Um, Yeah. So people have, things have caught on to fill in those, to help build that. Stuff is all out there. It's just, we, especially in the U S we are inundated with like capitalism as the norm, as like the. It's hard to even break that mold, dude. I
0: dude, I have had to inebriate myself to the point of, and listen,
2: yeah.
0: A big Part of this podcast is learn from my mistakes. Yeah, I wish that I had just read the Communist Manifesto and watched Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> in <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I th- I think that would have helped me out a lot.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, one of the most important things you can do to help build a a viable left politics is Absorb theory. And that's why everyone should watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's very important. <laughs> yes. I actually haven't seen that much of it, but it is pretty funny. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs>
0: I, j- I just, I've been watching it. Uh, but also read. The first read four seasons are, I'm
1: sorry? Read Marks, too, if you get the chance, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, or, I definitely. I talk to people who have. You know, it's not for everybody. It's a dense 19th century collection of texts. Yeah. It's not gonna appeal to everyone. It's not gonna make sense to everybody, especially since he was talking about Germany where he lived at the time. So may not be applicable to what we've got going on today, at least you know, not directly. Yeah, sure. And he got some things wrong too, which is fine, you know. You just take it as is. Yeah, so
0: the and that yeah, that's where that that's where that that's where the conversation always seems to go and fall off a cliff is like any deviation from the norm is just huh, communist, right. communist yeah. Bernie Sanders,
2: huh, socialist,
0: huh, socialist. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's like and, and, and so so bring it back to cause I don't wanna I uh you know i had tried to aim this to be uh around an hour. I don't even know yeah, where, yeah. where I'm at, but uh it doesn't give me a time recording time, I well, think. That, they, they, they're, they trick you on that. Mm-hmm. They just want you to fall into the space, <laughs> the, into the nothingness.
2: Yeah. Let
0: me, they, make, they make me ramble. Uh, <laughs> I did not. Uh, when, did we, uh, when did we log on? Do you know?
1: I don't know, like 20 after 6, I think it was.
0: Oh, okay, so we're almost at an hour. Yeah, we're good. Oh, yeah, cool. I don't know how much time you got. I'm having a blast.
1: No, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine to keep going for a little while if that's what
0: yeah. you want to do. So. Yeah, cool, man. Uh well, you know, I just uh I think it would be safe just because you know I do uh I do want to get all this out yeah. before uh Tuesday. Um sure. so yeah, my main point in in uh continuing the conversation was two points. One to kind of like for any conservative person more Con, more conservative leaning person listening um, that might not have the right idea about anything that we've talked about or yeah. like any leftist that they've met, any snowflake they've met because it's like, dude, <laughs> right before we started talking, I, I saw this one dude, I've recently gone and unfollowed pretty much everybody on my Facebook other than my conservative friends and um like certain pages and certain people but i really like i'm cherry picking who and i need that window into the other side right yeah and dude he just i mean it's just this outlandish (laughs) meme it's just it's just a picture of a Trump 2020 flag blown in the sunset. It just says, you don't have the balls to share because you're afraid to offend your snowflake yeah. friends. Yeah, that's all it that. says. And I'm it's pretty like, sure I saw that
1: one too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we probably know the same guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's so it's this like you know, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but it's this like my, Macho knuckle dragon bullshit that and meeting this, you know, uh, excuse me, sir, type fucking white boy, like, yeah, white knight, you know, little hipster, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, give my coffee type uh, demeanor from the left. And it's and yeah, and it's and, and I'm and you know what, I'm being really nice to the left because yeah. here in 2020, we got some dude. As uptight as the right has gotten, dude, the left has gotten pretty out there.
1: It's gotten a bit, a bit hairy. Um, just,
0: just for, I, and, and you know what, I'm talking, I'm really specifically, I'm thinking about my motherfucking freaks in the streets, baby. I'm yeah. talking about just, I mean, everybody in that I see that uh I, at the same time I'm out on the street, you know, <laughs> at night, it's like. I, this world is going, is getting spread very, very thin. And I, I'm just trying to like bring that conversation back and a little bit of understanding. So the, what is like, a uh, the left and, uh, you know, a George Soros, globalist (laughs) fucking Q and, uh, whatever. Fuck. And a liberal. What is What's the difference? Like what?
1: Yeah, no, that's Even that's a me, really. I don't, what
0: what are these guys missing? It seems the Democrats seem to have a very easy job.
1: They should, I mean, you know,
0: like what? I, Nancy Pelosi part. doesn't have one. Yeah. And who are these millennials in her on her team? Like these millennials, <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. It's the most confusing shit.
1: Yeah. It's, well, so let's. Those are. Important things to bring up and to think about, and like so like differentiating between liberals and leftists right that's it's important because there are key distinctions, and uh, you know the Democratic Party is very much a liberal party, so if you consider yourself to be on quote unquote the left. It's not really a party that represents your interests necessarily. It might just be sort of a lesser evil situation in a lot of cases, or you know, it's just the best thing you 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 can get. You know, if you're like a socialist of of any stripe, you know, you don't have a lot of options. If you're, you know, living in in most of America, Uh, it's going to be Democrat or Republican. You know, so you got to pick one, which is A travesty in in and of itself. But like, the difference is like how, um, like how wedded you are to like capitalism and like markets, right. The, like what we call like the neoliberal sort of political agenda, you know, which is really a right wing agenda. Like if you're a, a leftist of some form, like you're opposed to that. And if you're a liberal, you're not really opposed to it on principle, but you just want it to be kind of, you know, friendlier. You want want it to be more inclusive, um, especially of like marginalized groups, which, you know, it's it's better than what the conservatives want, which is just, hey, fuck everybody else. Um, But, you know, this helps to explain why you know, the democratic leadership like Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, why they're so ineffectual when it comes to like resisting any of the shit Trump wants to do. And it's because both parties essentially have uh, the same class interests. They're representing basically the same groups. The particulars might be slightly different, but you know, they all are, uh, they all have a vested interest in maintaining capitalism as the status quo, and helping to enrich, you know, various wealthy individuals and corporate interests who donate to them and, you know, scratch their backs in all kinds of ways, give them support, you know, make super PACs for them, that kind of thing. It seems like it's not even... (sighs)
0: It seems like it's, it's not even the parties that need to organize.
2: It's yeah. the people. Right. It's the
0: people that need to...
1: Need yeah, to, I'm all about... Yeah. Um, for me, the most crucial thing right now is building some sort of labor movement of just regular working people yeah, something outside new. of the structure of the two major parties. Right. Right. The the only viable alternative in the long run to like fending off anything like Donald Trump in the future, you know, and what he represents. Like that's, that's what it's going to take for like an ultimate defeat of like the far right. Yeah, it seems like
0: even just even if the the things that need to change in this country are not many or sizable yeah it's the bureaucracy and the corruption that will stop any change that we try yeah to throw at this establishment yeah um, ooh, And that's probably like a played out term, right? That's a dangerous term, the establishment. It's like the government.
1: It's happened old, to hating the government? Yeah, it's like saying yeah. you're going to fight the man.
0: You know, it's like, but yeah, it's, man, we, know, all, we all – It still right, applies, dude? though. Yeah, dude, we got to get at the man again. Like it's not even like – there's so many people to hate now. There's, they've, 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 it's not that hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. Fuck the man. Fuck Five O. What what is it? Like, right. Is well, like
1: that goes back to like what what I said last time, which was that like when it comes to people who are in power, your default attitude towards them should be like suspicion and contempt. Right? Yeah, no so doubt. You should with the the goal is to build in in people what's called class consciousness, which is just the recognition that we are all essentially in the same boat. And we're in not a very good situation. We're, we're facing, you know, impending ecological collapse, worsening economic conditions, resurgent fascism, that kind of thing. And it's because those things, allowing those to proceed benefits, you know, the a handful of people at the very top.
0: Yeah, it really is so sad to think, to, it's, it's like conservatives will think that they're, you know, they're, they're standing up against, uh, (laughs) they're standing up against, it's like, both sides are fighting their own fascists and the same, their own, like, their own cold war. And it's like, it,
2: yeah, it's just uh, if, if you're it, a conservative,
0: you the right think. is given the right seems that it's like this, uh, it's this unspoken lone rangerism, yeah, where it seems like every conservative guy you know has a punching bag in his garage or something, yeah. or like it's like that he just like lives by himself or something, him and his Harley, like yeah. he's just like he's nobody gets it but him, right, and nobody gets him. You There's know, never, never life. have, never will. You know, he's always been a loner, type shit. And it's yeah,
1: like, the kind of guy you know. who like goes and rants in his car on like Facebook Live. And, yeah, you know, wearing sunglasses and <laughs> yeah, white right. But I, like, but... the thing with conservatives is like they also recognize like the rest of us that like conditions are not very good. We're in like I said, a shitty situation, but they've been conditioned to believe that the cause has more to do with, like, liberal college students at, like, UC Berkeley than it does with, like, the actual, like, you know, wealthy capitalist elites like the Koch brothers or, you know, Jeff Bezos or whoever. Like, those are the people who are, like, driving the machinery of the system, right? It's not like you know random protests at some university you you've never been to
0: I will say that okay so now that yeah that brings brings up a good point of i've been trying to divide the left and show the difference between which yeah. I think you know the main difference between the left and liberals is the left is um just uh it's it's the imperial uh the imperialism of the united states it under the guise of looking out for people's best interests and soft you know the people's emotions just getting the votes through emotions and then uh you know the right is getting it through pride but if you were to divide the right i'd say that it's a pretty it's it's uh easily uh painted by like just like the buttoned up, uh, you know, like the couple with the guns in front of their mansion <laughs> uh, within the yeah. polos and compared so, to the Alex Jones crowd.
2: Which yeah, there's, there's I
0: fucking is. love the <laughs> Alex Jones crowd. Yeah, Those, are kinda, Those are my Republicans.
1: You kind of got to respect them in a way, you know?
0: Dude, I play. In a lay it band. all on the line. I play in a band with a guy who is a Alex Jones Republican. Oh, man and he dude talking to him yeah he's cuz you got to talk to conservatives i know it's hard yeah. it's like liberals have a bad habit of only talking to their slightly right leaning liberal friends about liberal ideals and just like digging in a little harder and just making them a little more liberal
1: yeah well something Never, i've noticed about that is yeah. that like the the liberal tendency a lot of the time and I've been guilty of this myself in the past, and I've, like, tried to break myself of it, is to, like, you buy into, like, this idea that, like, you just have to have the right facts on your side and then just present them in, like, rapid succession, and that's owning them, and that's, like, they won't have any comeback for it. But, like, in reality, they just say, fuck you and move on, and they don't believe anything you've just said.
0: Right. It's that it it's, does, the, it's the, it the, that way. the classic uh, educated liberal.
1: Yeah. It's very, right? this, it's this very, sorting. yeah.
0: Yeah. This, this fucking redneck ain't going to understand these stats. He ain't got yeah. these stats. Right. You ain't got the, you ain't got the answers sway.
1: Yeah. It's like in the liberal imagination, like doing that. Is supposed to make them feel like oh i've been so foolish i'm a rube and i'm dumb and bad but you know no one reacts that way because why would you yeah you know it, because I'm the right, asshole, is,
0: the right is void of emotion why are you trying to get an emotional reaction from a yeah. void avoid of a person
1: right <laughs> you gotta try to find some kind of common ground yeah you, yeah absolutely and- which you know, that's, that's not possible in all cases, obviously, but like, if you can, then you should go for it.
0: I, I'd i like to think that there is always a common ground to be had um, with any, any pairing of anything. Yeah. Um, and if you find yourself in a political conversation or you just know, or if, dude, I see people and I'm like, he needs to hear a, B and C. How am I going to tell him, you know, yeah. in the best way possible. And sometimes you just got to like, maybe drop the combo or like start the combo, start somewhere from the beginning. Like just find a, if you make sure you guys like the same band or something and, you know, you see that person just try and make that person smile.
2: Yeah, and
0: they, Maybe not even like a common understanding, but if you just try to make that person smile, they will be, a hundred times more likely to listen to you and understand where you're coming from if, yeah. you, if you try to just come in with the facts, yeah,
1: you definitely. know,
0: and just come in like a fucking nerd, right? <laughs> right?
1: Like yeah, we I try, it I doesn't work, it doesn't,
0: yeah. It doesn't I tried. Work. I've tried to do that. Uh, you know, growing up, I, um, you know, my parents are pretty conservative, and yeah. I, you know, left the church, and you know. I never really was like a I was like, this war is crazy, but like uh you know I was religious, and that was really like the last bit of like conservativeness I had, but I
2: mm-hmm.
0: always fucked up with the Jesus thing, and uh so anyway I, and that was like when I was fourteen, so I was never really whatever, but it you know it's deeply it goes deep, you know <laughs> shit, sure. yeah. you know, and uh I remember like kind of adopting my li- a, li- a left mindset um, early years of high school. And, you know, just kind of, yeah, just trying to bring in some like the modern day into the house finally yeah. or whatever. And like, yeah, you just don't get it or whatever, but it was never like, You just don't get it, Dad. Like, it was like, I really tried to bring that educated, liberal ideal of like conversation and like ideas and questions. But, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up in that house, (laughs) it was tough to get a word in. No, I I understand. No. And yeah, just, you know, shout out to any, any kid that, you know, you're 14 and finding this podcast and, you know, think, starting to think for yourself, just keep going, man. follow the light. Just, uh, I, because I, there's a lot of, uh, like deeply right. People seem very,
1: they'll tell you everything
0: because they don't have anybody they're they're very pressed down but like deeply left people are almost like so free they're lonely Mm. or but not because they're they do they are social creatures like even the most deeply left person is a very social creature probably just like throwing that generalization out there but you know and but more to the more to the point of like a deeply right person is a, you know, no shit. A very conservative person probably, right. you know, hangs out by himself a
1: lot. And yeah. I don't know. That's they're, probably, rugged, you know uh, they're rugged individuals. You know? You're
0: know you a molecular biologist, dude. Like, have you ever seen cells just like want to be by themselves a lot? Or are they like, you know, they, they tend to like split in two and multiply and go in groups, right? Like,
2: yeah
0: as above, so below, like micro macro shit, man, you, people are social beings Yeah. Uh, to, and to be conservative and to just, I mean, what are you even protecting, man? You, your house is paid off. Your car's paid off. You have savings to get, if if you get sick in, in your last 30, 40 years of life, if you even have that 20 years and you're conservative and you're just like holding on like, my castle. It's like, what are you, for what man? You've it's it's yeah. because it's, it's like you've lived your life or haven't you. And it's almost like that. All right. Well, what haven't you done that you really want to do that you're all buttoned up about? Like there's, there's that
1: yeah there's like <laughs> a sense of you know there's almost like a sense of panic about it like you know the, like there's the real the realization that like uh the end is coming up but it just it's anxiety inducing but but that's the,
0: that brings us back to the the first contradiction of the co- of of what we had brought this in, uh, up was if you're so religious you shouldn't give a fuck <laughs> like what do you honestly? Yeah, you should want to die. Like, what? You t- uh. <laughs> <laughs> it really, and that's it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm. Hey, maybe that's just bad podcasting. But yeah. like, I mean, I'm so, like, like um, I don't know what to tell you. I and and I mean, like, I don't know what to tell you about these liberals. Right. Like i don't understand why you don't understand yeah like so the left okay the right pushes the right builds the left like even like left democrats are not these like globalist like
1: yeah they're i mean i I, boogeyman right you know it's all i mean they
0: are they are (laughs) They are boogeymen. <laughs> they are bombing the shit out of countries.
1: Yeah, and, they
2: are uh, actual turn, ghouls, turn, ghouls.
0: Yeah, turning over countries and but that's terrible not the motherfuckers. Problem that they have with them. You know? Yeah, it's it's the fact that they think they want like a one world government. Yeah, like George Soros, like mind control, crazy Alex Jones type yeah, shit. All which,
1: Q-Anon shit. It's nuts. Right. Oh, but which, it's like it comes from a place of like real grievance because like you look around and you see oh there's a lot of bad shit happening well someone has to be at fault i can't see who it is so maybe it's these globalists that i've imagined or that you know some media told me about so yeah back to like the the conditioning that that's done by leaders in the media you know Yeah, you almost can't blame,
0: yeah, like we said It reframes everything You can't blame people for Thinking and acting the way that they do, man Um, You know, it's almost like Almost, shoot, it's like almost understood nowadays like mass shooters you're like yeah well you know society's fucked up we got to change ourselves before these people you know it's like there's that always that conversation like yeah man we really like mental health man like we don't ever blame that person it's always like yeah he was deranged there's always you see the memes of all the people and like the looks in their eyes like this is the image of mental health like you know like it's always this underlying so i don't blame people i mean i'm not like dismissing school shooters but like
2: right
0: i don't blame people for having the beliefs that they do or anything like that but it is hilarious that when you when you want to shit on you know you go so far out of your way to shit on snowflakes
2: yeah
0: and and liberal tears and it's so petty so petty like just and it's like grown adults like you know with like uh you know, like they'll have like the hard hat with the water bottles labeled "liberal tears" like coming yeah. down, drinking. Like, dude, you're like sixty, man. <laughs> the fuck out of here, you know. Yeah. And it, so it's this whole like identity crisis mixed with uh, fear of death, and mixed with uh, disin disinformation.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, like the other ses- cesspool. The funny thing about, like, you know, the, the hard hat liberal tears meme is, like, half the time it's, you know, it's someone who's, like, an accountant sharing it or something. <laughs> someone who's worked, like, a cubicle job their whole life. Yeah, so, man.
0: It's very embarrassing for you, sir. Yeah. That's, that's I don't think you planned on that getting around the office. Or this is a Wendy's. You know, that, <laughs> it
1: just... <laughs> I don't know how else to react. It's just, like, uh, sir, just take your cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it, it, you know, but it's, it's like bad, really, but so when we bring it back to down to the lefties, yeah, like us us libs, what do we really ask for? Socialized healthcare. And what? Bring the troops home. That's all I want. That's all I fucking want. You yeah. don't even have to give me a UBI. I like going to work. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like my job. I'm trying to do comedy and podcast. I trying to make my own job, but like,
1: I'll contribute. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe know? do something about like, you know, climate change would be nice. Yeah. Climate change too, for sure.
0: Yeah. That's always I'll, like, la- I drive I'll a truck. That's always last
1: Some, time. uh, some easier access to like education and housing
0: yeah I absolutely care. yeah thank you, you know, for the
1: basics remembering
0: the things i care about these are
1: all things that we can easily do we just don't because a poli- series of political decisions has been made to deny us these things and the the thing because they're about, not profitable right the thing to think about is who made these decisions and why like who is benefiting from keeping it this way and it's uh universally it's you know a few like large wealthy firms yeah like 16
0: motherfuckers yeah (laughs) like yeah it it is it's it's disgusting it's evil companies that and it's this it's this uh insane dream that we're fed like yeah it could be you one day yeah hey you know i don't want to be that you know right right you know, oh well, you know he didn't make his first million until he was sixty-five. It's like oh, uh, drooling and shit. Like I gotta have it, and it's really? like, man, that's it. It, it runs back around him to like that that idea of like the shit doesn't matter, and it's almost like capitalism is going to not like. The bubble is gonna burst, but it's gonna, the flower is going to blossom into communism, man.
1: Where like the shit really doesn't matter. If Marx was right, then it will at some point. Is that so? Yeah. How does that book end? <laughs> how does he think it all? How so did he? The, the general idea is that like capitalism approaches some sort of crisis point, and from that, like the conditions are right or like some sort of workers revolution where you know we seize the means of production and you know the way the economy is structured is like reworked to make it more equitable, basically. And then you know we can democratically decide to, you know, just give everyone free housing or education or like, you know, invest in alternative energy, that kind of thing. Um the, I mean the other the other option though is that you get to some sort of tipping point and it's like well it could either be like a, a genuine like workers revolution that leads to some sort of like socialist reimagining of how things are done or you just slide full on into fascism which is it's similar but like more genocidal and it's like socialism just for like the nation which is usually defined along racial lines
0: whoa what do you mean wait say that again
1: so like the the general idea is that capitalism will come to some sort of crisis that it that cannot be resolved and our two options are to go socialist or just full-on fascist right you know we talked a lot about socialism communism Uh, fascism sort of presents itself as like a socialist you know sort of utopia but it's all about like like this this racialized nation-state sort of system where like yeah you you get all the good stuff but we also keep like a small group of people in power running everything and profiting off of everything. And you're only allowed to have all like the goods, like education and housing and everything. If you're a member of, if you're a citizen, right? If you're a citizen of the the nation and you can only be a citizen if you meet certain racial and ethnic and like patriotic ideological criteria. But it's very like it's very sinisterly worked out to like exclude as many people as possible. And that's kinda of what we're seeing right now. You know, you think about like, you know, all the like, Trump's border policies and everything he's trying to implement to like keep certain people out of the country, that kind of thing. You know, cracking down on, you know, crime in mostly non-white neighborhoods, that sort of thing. It's a very scary time.
0: And it's, it is so scary because why people are so complacent and so fuck it. As long as I got um, my phone,
1: that's a know. big you part of turn it.
0: Turn Instagram off.
1: Yeah. That's a big part of it because there's not been like the kind of resistance you would want to see to this kind of thing. But also it's just so blatant. It's so like fully out in the open. Like, Hey, we're just going to put migrants in these camps now. And just, you know, just <laughs> yeah, delightful. well, yeah, let's,
0: let's talk about that. Right. Barry yeah. put them kids in them camps, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so horrible. They, it's criminal. Know,
0: so that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. Like at the, You know, I mean, and when I say Barry, I mean Barack, Obama, Yeah. those kids in those camps.
1: Yeah, it's like um, Republicans rule from the throne that Democrats built. And, you know, they're both part of the same problem, which is why I'm not optimistic about what the outcome of the election is going to be, no matter who wins. I think the most likely outcome is that most of the problems we see right now will be here with us in four years, in eight years, you know, and things will just have gotten slightly worse, you know, depending on whether it's a Democrat or Republican, we, you know, the left may be more or less complacent about, you know, holding, holding uh politician's feet to the fire to like fix anything. Um, but like, you know, you look at like the, the border like, the ice concentration camps i'll call them what they are uh you know a few weeks ago maybe a month ago the news came out that like ice was performing forced hysterectomies on women who were I, I heard yeah, incarcerated that. which it basically amounts to a genocidal act right because you're taking a group of people and removing their capability to reproduce right that's it's insane basically genocide you know I mean, I'm sure people will quibble over whether it technically is or not, but like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna call it a genocide. That's close enough. And yeah, like, like,
0: and it's like, I, dude, if 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 these people had like an infectious growth, yeah, coming off of their faces, right? Because they all came in on the same fucking truck or yeah. something, like, yeah, cut it off, take care of them, right basic medical care hysterectomies
1: yeah that's non-reversible you know um but so you know going forward come tuesday you know or you know maybe a few days after that hopefully we'll we'll know what we're in for for the next four years and it's either going to be more of the same or Probably more of the same, but hopefully slightly <laughs> better. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't, I, I don't know what Joe Biden's plan is. He says he wants to close the camps down and and reunite children with their parents who've been separated. And I, I, I. I you hope built the true. camps. You set the. You pitched the tent, Joe. Yeah. Like I, I'm hoping... I'm hopeful that he intends to keep his word, but I also have a lot of doubts based on his record, you know, and like he and Kamala Harris have been big friends to like the private prison industry. So, you know, the ones that are run by private companies, they're probably not going to touch, you know, it's just, it's no, it's, it's business a, as usual. Scenario, you know. There's, there's no scenario on the table where it's just like, we just fix the problem. You know, it's always either the Republicans are in and actively making it worse or liberal Democrats are in and things kind of get worse, but we have to pretend that they're getting better, even if they're not. So, so, yeah, I don't have a very optimistic outlook. Yeah, I don't think
0: anybody does. And I don't think anybody should. Uh, but we can try.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, so, you can take to the streets. If you yeah. had a, like a thousand people at every ice detention center tomorrow, you know, demonstrating, you know, consistently, uh, they would probably be closed down, but right. I don't see that happening. So. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like,
0: <laughs> why don't we?
1: Yeah.
0: Cause why they're in the middle of the fucking desert, right? Like, yeah kind of hard to get to them. I mean they they're
1: they're all over the country too. Really? Like they're not just down at the border. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they're immigrants of
0: they're not just Hispanic Mexican kids, right? They're all sorts of immigrants.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jesus yeah, just Christ.
1: Primarily coming through Mexico.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of uh holding on to the uh to the any hope that we can to get us out of this uh yeah. for the night um w- which was my second point uh for you know continuing this uh was yeah. what did you what do you think should be uh maybe you could like uh take us out with like three points on three things that you think should be done that should that need to happen and three things that you think we can make happen, and can do, and should do, and like, like what you, what do you think would be the the best thing to do in in a Joe Biden presidency? Because Trump gets reelected, it's just four more years of this, yeah. four more years of the fucking joke show, right? And I mean so we'll, like uh, we'll see in four years three, under a joe biden presidency I, I i really think is that's that's where the the real change okay. is uh the opportunity for change lays,
1: so lays i'll out. give you three very unrealistically idealistic like things that i think should happen right. under a biden presidency especially because you know if you know, depending on how much you trust the polls, he and the democrats are in a pretty good position, like across the board, so there's a, a fair to decent chance that it's gonna be a democratic majority in both houses, yeah. Um, and we'll disregard the supreme court like overturning anything because that's also highly likely. Um, so supposing that that happened. Uh, Three things that like should just happen would be uh, one, abolish ice and like release those people who are incarcerated and help them reunite with their families. Uh, Two, implement some kind of Medicare for all type system. And three, uh, nationalize the energy industry, the energy sector, you know, all the fossil fuel companies, get those under direct control of the U S government and, you know, start phasing out fossil fuels and replacing them with renewables. I don't think any of those will happen. I, I am pretty sure that Joe Biden has said uh, just directly like no to at least two of those things. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah.
0: And I, and I think with those three uh, that, that also like covers a lot of ground uh, abolishing, you know, ICE detention centers will help uh, you know, a lot of uh, things will be, could be instituted to inside the inner cities. Uh, yeah. Cause that's where a lot of those people are living <laughs> uh, that could, you know, do a lot for our inner cities. Uh, you, you had mentioned um, uh, Nat, uh, Medicare for all, obviously, I think that across the board, um, you know, betterment of the health of the, you know to better the health of the country uh and then you said uh uh nationalizing our our energy and uh you know that 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 would have an effect on bringing troops home and and uh you know ending wars you know know, yeah global conflict um would be minimized uh, and climate change yeah along with climate change absolutely uh first and foremost and the
1: downstream downstream effect effect of like you know demilitarization also impacts the climate because the US military is like one of the largest polluters on the planet in history
0: yeah absolutely so it builds on itself you know no doubt no doubt so so and then you know just to kind of uh nail, you know hit it out of the park uh with this uh this whole thing uh what you know maybe three things that you personally have been a part of or have seen with your own eyes that really does, you know, make a change. And, uh, what, what can people do like themselves?
1: Yeah. I mean, three things that you can do like tomorrow that will help. Um, I would probably say join a union first of all, some kind of labor union. Um, and like, you know, don't just be like a dues paying member, you know, you can get involved, you know, pay attention to what's going on. And if there's some kind of labor action, you know, if you're able to participate, then do it, you know, um, or at least don't go crossing any picket lines. If there's a strike happening somewhere. Um, let's well, see. Maybe, maybe you could elaborate. What do you mean? Don't go crossing any picket lines. Like who's oh, well, crossing like, in what direction? if you work at a place where like there is a strike happening, don't, don't go to work and do your job there. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, show some solidarity, bring striking workers, some like food and water. If they're going to be out there for days on end, you know, yeah. help them out. Even if it's not your union. Um.
0: Uh, other stuff. You know, I grew up in a spe- dude. I grew up in a specially anti-union household. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I imagine that a lot of people did. Yeah, it yeah. So just uh, you know, just putting it out
0: there for any relatability for anybody listening. I, it's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a mad world you're born into, but
1: yeah, I mean, I, there's there's reasons for that. You know, like labor unions become corrupt, but part of that is because they're they've been defanged so much since like the 80s yeah and so like the if they were in a better position like union leaders wouldn't be so like quick to like you know huddle around themselves and like vie for power you know so right. the, solution the workers is, like, yeah
2: the the
0: union workers need to keep their mouths open yeah you know and, and yeah it's uh it's 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 uh you know power in numbers right yeah I mean, exactly
1: That's, uh, that's how we create leverage. Don't let up. Yeah. Um, what we're talking about? Uh, I need two more things that you can do. Um,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I think joining a union is probably, uh, you know, boots on the ground, like day one tomorrow type shit, go get a job type shit, motherfucker. Like, yo, you really can join unions and they will take care of you. You you might have to get up a little earlier than you do now, but you'll be used to it in a week, bitch. You know, like it's fine. Like, you know, and I do manual labor and I work for a smaller company and I'm not part of a union. I personally just am doing, you know, comedy and doing other things and have goals of my own that I don't want to get tied into a union just yet at this point in life, in because I don't want to burn any bridges.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
0: it. That's it for me. You know, my cousin's worked for Consumer Consumers Energy for ten years now. He's always told me to come get a job. It's like I'm just not ready for it yet. You know, yeah. my my boy tried to get me in at Ford. Hey man, I don't want to embarrass you. I'm just not ready for that yet. I've been at this job I'm at now for two years. It's a yeah. great job. You know, making good money because the, they pay on loyalty. But it's you know no no. uh no benefits yeah. no uh you know i get a week off paid every year you know and but they pay good and it's not under the table or anything so it's all legit and you know i'm out, out by 4:30 so you know that's just that's just me but you know unions you're right man they they built this country and and uh it definitely you know when it comes to season the means of production
1: that's they're going to be the backbone you know Absolutely. Unions have been the backbone of like left politics in this country for a long time and that's probably going to continue, you know. That's probably the the easiest entry point to like organizing any kind of left political action is going to be labor unions. So No doubt. Get so, involved. Yeah, absolutely get involved.
0: Um Maybe for a second point, uh, we had mentioned a Facebook group that you could like point me towards, maybe somebody listening, uh, wants to just get a part of like the best way to get involved is just talking. Right. And just the sure. conversation yeah. and Start so a
1: conversation, right. Yeah. Get on so social some, media.
0: Can you think of any like notable Facebook groups that people can just like hop on and, uh, or, uh, social media groups that you no. might come to mind?
1: Let me let me pull up like my list and see if any of are like really friendly to like beginners. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so, hey man, this
0: is the Dirty Work
1: podcast. Don't you know, get pretty anybody spicy.
0: listening already knows.
1: Yeah. Well, so like I will preface this by saying like, you know, on social media, especially in like left spaces, people can be pretty hostile if you come in and start asking like questions that are like you know good faith but like rooted in ignorance you know right so sure. like there can be a lot of hostility towards liberals by leftists and i don't agree with it yeah um i think it's counterproductive but like you know it's just kind of a knee-jerk thing that happens um, yeah, absolutely because it's like these are
0: lives we're talking about motherfucker and right it's like hey 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 sorry like i'm not trying to and it's like Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: It's a very emotional, political uh, wing, the left. Yeah, yeah, it certainly can
1: be. Uh, (laughs) uh,
0: Even just your favorite meme group, your favorite political meme group.
1: Okay. For memes, uh, one you could go to is Peter Kropotkin's Bountiful Meme Bakery. It's sort of an anarchist. Shoot,
2: shoot
0: me shoot me the invite, dude.
1: I'll send you I'll send you a bunch of them. Um, yes, so please. Pick your favorites. Uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've just accumulated so many over the years, and some of them are like very specific and yeah, yeah. Maybe haven't been active in a year or so. Yeah. Oh boy.
0: I have a couple of meme pages that I don't even dude, I won't even tell my girlfriend about because they are so fire. And yeah. every, every post is just like, wow, we're they're coming from They're co- It's like some aliens, Facebook account or something. Yeah. And it's like, these aren't even from earth and every, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, that- there's one, there's one called ultras versus tankies, which is like, <laughs> it's, it's not for like the faint of heart. Cause it's just like two different leftist camps, just sniping at each other. But if you want to, like, come to understand, like, a couple of different flavors of leftist thought really quickly, that's a good way to do it. Like, if you're averse to reading, like, you know, thick theoretical texts or something, you know, yeah. uh, oh, it's, just, dude. it's just people sniping at each other. Just Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes there's good, like, reasonable disagreements to be had but a lot of times it's just memes and stuff but see i think anybody listening to this some of the nuances
0: anybody listening to this conversation uh you know knows that this these aren't bars that you're recommending to go to physically on the other side of town these are pages that you just click on one time and maybe just like see in your feed a couple times and get a couple new ideas in your head and just to get yourself thinking about different things. If you're curious about the way that other people think and where is the confusion laying and, and you want to clear some things up even just for yourself. And yeah. you know what, if you've had your fill, just unfollow it, you know, but you know, these are, these are very simple things that you can do that will benefit yeah. you very quickly joining a union and getting on different social media uh, pages.
1: Just ask questions, uh, you know, Yes, absolutely. find out what people think about, some current event or like if someone's perspective doesn't make any sense to you, find out like why they think that way, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, for that third one, man, just free ball it. What
0: What would you, the best way to like talk to somebody, the, like what's your uh, superpower in conversation?
1: Yeah. Oh, best way to talk to somebody. I mean, just be cool. <laughs> just be just a cool, be cool. Guy. uh like don't be an asshole basically no doubt I is the way to go generally like yeah. and if if things are headed south just like get out of that conversation right like you don't have to put energy into a, a hopeless cause um and be
0: condescending. Hit, kill them with kindness at the end. Just always make sure, just be the better person at the end of it all.
1: I'll pray just, for you, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Um, but, right. like, you know, just generally try to just be open and genuine and ask questions without Without condescending to people, if you can, you know?
0: Yeah, like we were saying earlier, know your
1: audience. Understand who you're talking to. If people are Uh, engaging in bad faith, it'll be obvious. And, you know, then you can either take a hike or, I guess, just go for the blood sport, if that's what you're into.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you could, you know, just click on the person's profile. If it's on online, look at this person. Look, he's got grandkids, man. He's he's got his kids' high school football Sweater on. Like yeah. he's not, you know, like he's just as right wing and conservative as your dad. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. It's yeah, that type just of try show. to be thoughtful. Like, you know. Just try to talk to this guy. If he said something that really like got a physical you made the hair on the back of your neck stand up, just check him out really quick. Creep on his profile really quick and just see how you okay. Now you know, okay, this guy, okay, this is just this old guy. Just and you know, just take it down for a second.
1: Yeah. And if yeah, they've it's, got like a, an anime profile picture or, like a a Greek statue, profile picture, that's a different story. You know, right. probably just let that one go. Yeah, just pick your battles. Pick your battles. Uh, well, hey man. Also, like one other thing I'd say is just like, if and when there are protests happening near you that are for good causes you know even if you can't get to them you can find other ways to support them you know you can donate to like bail funds or whatever you know you can find like you know you can find actual you can get on social media and find actual productive groups that are doing like organizational work um oh that's the one i wanted to plug uh it's Livonia citizens caring about blood.
2: Did you go, did you go away? It.
0: Oh, Hey, you know what? You, uh, you broke up there for a second. Oh, shoot. Uh, Livonia citizens. Keeps... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we're almost to the end of this here. So that's uh perfect timing. Okay. <laughs> Um yeah, that was uh, Livonia citizens caring
1: about about Black Lives. com. No, it's just a Facebook group. Livonia
0: citizens caring about Black Lives. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's I would say that like that an might be LLM group
0: that might be the most important Livonia relevant page re- related to Livonia ever made. Livonia yeah. is, there, is a lot of good in there. Yeah. Notori Livonia is notoriously uh, white and conservative mm-hmm. and high- you said what? Yeah. yeah it's white. And, yeah. And it, you know, if you find yourself living in one of those towns, Um, Maybe not in Michigan or in Michigan, like Novi or um, South Lion or Royal Oak or something like that. Troy, you know, these, these whiter neighborhoods, um, you know, make your own Troy cares about black people. (laughs) It's Novi cares about black people, Facebook page and just run that. They
1: probably exist. Yeah. And if they don't, yeah, just start one mobilizing
0: on social media is as we've seen in like the last four to six years eight years has been uh that's you know that's and with
1: um with everything uh sort of going virtual because of like covid like it's easier than ever to like attend a city council meeting or something like that you know if you want to see what's going on in your own backyard you know it's like I don't know who said it first, but you know, like they say, all politics is local. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, your local politics can be, it can be more rewarding to get involved with than like the national parties. Um, and it right. can have a bigger impact on your life and the lives of the people around you. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It, you know, it, it, full circle bring it back to you know that national spotlight really just does bring you more materialist existence a more materialist existence because you got now what the multiple properties different cars uh secret service fucking fancy restaurants like you know that's just that life it's this pot uh uh Posh, fucking, whatever, bullshit, uh, and you know, and yeah, that that local that local uh government, you know, you're gonna go to your job and right back to your uh, you know, twelve hundred square foot ranch or whatever, two thousand square foot ranch or whatever. I don't know how big a house this is. This, <laughs> but you know, you know, you're just gonna do your do your thing, and you you know, you might even be the mayor of the town you grew up in, and you die in the town that you ran and grew up in, and you know, that's that's where the the heart of the country lays. You're right.
1: Yeah. And And it's just, it's easier to hold a city councilman's feet to the fire than it is like the president of the United States, you know, it doesn't take quite as much pressure and just like unions
0: mobilizing and, and banding together to communicate with their employers, you know, neighborhoods, yeah. Schools, uh, just groups of people.
1: Yeah, your local Rotary Club or whatever. Music
0: scenes. Find something. Yeah. Local Rotary Club, right. These, these non-affiliate people that just get together to have their voice heard. Yeah. That's like, you know, it's not to be beauty. too cheesy, but that's the beauty of this country is that we yeah. can group together and have a certain idea that we stand for and bring it to light. Yeah. And, uh, hey, man, I really appreciate you uh, bringing all these uh, ideas to light on this podcast. Which That's is, my pleasure. Uh, you I know,
1: appreciate you reaching out
0: yeah dude thank you so much and you know we will definitely have uh hopefully more of these conversations uh in the near future especially uh i mean i don't think there's literally anything else to talk about until tuesday (laughs) uh yeah i was telling my girlfriend the other night after tuesday we live in another world you know it's not like i'm not like a prepper like this is it but like you know it's just another election and this one's just like a a hot one so it's like yeah really just like it doesn't matter nothing matters right now like the past like couple weeks have just been like
1: just put our head down you know yeah i mean understandably it's gonna be an emotional time for a lot of people and like you know if you gotta unplug for a little while and just like be with people you care about that's that's fine too if you don't want to be like really involved you know for your own mental health don't that's perfectly fine too take care of yourself and just be safe
0: yeah and and i think it's important to even tell people to allow themselves to disconnect of course because it's like you if you have that thought you should follow that thought into like action of like okay yeah something that that like you're not gonna keep reading a book you don't want to read or watching a movie. You don't want to watch. It's like, you know, it's like, you're not, well, I guess if you're at the end, but like, you're not, there is no investment with this social media. There is no beginning or end. You're just in it Mm -hmm. or out of it. So just like allow yourself that space to just have, be alone with your own thoughts. You know, I've stopped listening to so much music and podcast and just working in silence and just, you know, and you see your forms thought, your thoughts form, you know, and, and, slow down my my mind is just you know just twenty four seven. so it's you know and just being in silence you know and i'm not even saying meditating just like mindfulness you know while moving helps you know categorize and file it all away and yeah
2: make sense of anything
0: yeah man so and and you know this podcast has you know done wonders for that too so just uh you know hey man if you're listening out there just create whatever it is you uh you you feel the need to to get your point across if not what are you doing mobilize fucking write a song i don't know you know it's just uh it really is just that easy
1: organize educate agitate but yeah yeah take a break when you can you know
0: organize educate agitate and take a break <laughs> i think that's our slogan now that's i love it man from marxism thank you it. joe <laughs> i really right? appreciate you brother good talk see you soon thank you man